Welcome to the Summer Camp Pro Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm not telling you who I am. I'm going to leave it up to be a mystery. You're fired. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, see? See? I applied that. Okay, you're rehired. Today we are talking about mystery trails. Mystery trails. And I think this is very timely because... It is. You know, in a, in a couple of weeks, we have the Escape Summit. Today's the third. Yeah, two weeks. Right. So the 18th. We, we've got that coming up. And Mystery Trails is one of, one of the workshops that uh, Chris and I will be doing. And we, we're definitely going to give you a, uh, a taste of what Mystery Trails are all about and what we think yeah. about them and, and what... These are new. The, yeah. These, not a lot of people are doing these. Nobody's we're, doing we're these. On the, the cusp that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're trailblazers, baby. That's right. Mystery <laughs> trailblazers. <laughs> how would you describe a mystery trail? Well, and, and we've been talking about this for a little bit, too, how they look. There, there's so many different options, but I, I think, I, I mean, the best way to explain it is almost an escape room on, on a hike. That that you're you're almost figuring out puzzles and doing things and answering questions and doing all this stuff on a hike and you're not just and not necessarily a hike though I yeah, mean you don't have walk. to have a trail yeah you you could it could be an urban if if you're at a community center or mm-hmm. you're a church you can make a mystery trail around the buildings that yep. kind of maybe go inside and outside and that type of thing uh, but yeah yeah basically. There's, you know, you have riddles. The <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you can have riddles and you, you can have lock boxes and, mm-hmm. or not. And our idea is that we want to make it so that let's say you, you are at a overnight camp or you have property mm-hmm. and you have groups that come in during the weekend you know, we want want to make it so where they can this this group can grab a booklet and just go. It doesn't yeah. take any staff or supervision. They can just go on their own and complete this program that mm-hmm. could take anywhere from half hour to two hours. You know, depending on how yeah. long you want to make it. Or not your your mystery trail could be more. You know, it could be you need a host and you need staff and everything. I mean, kind of how sure, you want true. to how involved you want to be in your trail. But yeah, I think our original idea was we need something simple for a group to just grab and go. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So we talked about where it can be done. Right. Mm-hmm. It can be done pretty much anywhere. I definitely like the idea of if you have trails at camp to mm-hmm. do it along a trail. But also there's not there's not a whole lot of spaces. If it's just a regular trail, <laughs> You would yeah. have a hard time saying, okay, the third tree on the right that, right. you know, has a woodpecker in it. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind of <laughs> hard to do that. So I kind of like the idea of, hey, start off on the trail and then maybe you go to the pool area uh-huh. and you do something there. And then you get back on a trail and then you go to the nature center or what have you. Um, yep. Or if you're at a parks department and, or recreation department and it's like, okay, well, you start off at this park. On mm-hmm. this, you know, at this bench, and you go to the gazebo area, and from there you go to the playground and do something there, and there you go to the little 
lake or pond or something. So, and so when we first started talking about this too, it was very, like, I was lost for a while. Like, what are the, you know, like, how do these look? So, Kurt, give me some, like, what would your trail, maybe like the first couple clues, what would a trail look like? What would you do on a mystery trail? Just so people kind of understand what we're thinking. I put together a, you know, kind of a a trail for a fictional or fictitious uh, camp fictional. Fictional. I'm making words up. (laughs) Mystery words. (laughs) I'm going to use that now. It's fictional. I can't wait. I'm going to the library later and asking for the fictional section. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wouldn't ask for the fictitious section either. I am. (laughs) I am going to. Um. So a fictitious camp and the first, you know, the, uh, the group starts off at say the program office. If you have, and they're, they're looking at a book. We, we've, well, they they go to the program office and they get a little booklet, um, that the camp printed out Mm -hmm. and then the counselor grabs the booklet and it gives them kind of a mission. And in this particular one, the mission is to, should, should I read it? You can. I like it. I mean, it's good, it's, but we don't give away too much. No, we want people to come just, to the it's kind mystery of, trail summit. It's just kind of silly, though. Yeah. So the, the mission, it's, it's top secret, and Simon Kensington, who's a secret agent, and it says, nothing is safe from the evil clutches of Dr. Kalal. Ha, 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 I knew you'd love that. <laughs> Not even the snacks in the snack bar. Oh, For his true. latest nefarious scheme. Ooh, that's a $10 nefarious. word. Look at you, fictitional and nefarious. <laughs> the doctor is holding Moosehead Camp ransom for $5 million. He has laced the hot dogs with explosive jalapenos, which will be triggered in two hours if the ransom is not paid. It's up to you to help Agent Kensington retrieve the deactivation code and save the camp from the impending jalapeno explosion. Perfect. And so basically, you know, it starts off the program office and it gives That's directions like where to go. Um, and basically this one says, make your way to the backside of the program office. And the first clue is find the garden gnome. What color is his hat? Write your answer in the grid on the back page. This is the first clue towards cracking the code. Huh. And on the back page, there's a bunch of, uh, for each clue you would write your answers. And then almost like, um, Kind of like a word searchish kind of thing, but certain boxes give you answers. Right, certain as, boxes as they fill in the stuff. Certain boxes to... are grayed out so that we know. Okay, you're going to need the letter uh, whatever blue, so you're going to need the letter B. Right, and mm-hmm. it is hard on a podcast to because yeah, you can't explain. really show <laughs> during during the workshop. Give we'll you show a you. visual. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, uh, it says go to the dining hall. Once they get that. Find the camp, the list of camp rules, and it says what is strictly forbidden. And they had to find their their little, uh, rules, and it says uh, the first or the one that's strictly forbidden is throwing rocks, and the shaded one is the W. So you would cross off W for uh, that. That is not part of the code. Uh, but then it, it kind of goes along, and uh, you so can a lot of clues are like that. But then do right. clue six. So what clue six is a little bit different. Okay, clue six. There is a locked box. Use the three-digit number from clue three to open it. So that's to remember what the clue three is. Inside is a wooden puzzle. Complete the puzzle. And what does not belong in that picture? 
And so, you know, you'd, you'd have this wooden puzzle that you create. So okay. essentially, some things are you go, you look, you write down. But some things are kind of like an escape room. You go and you do as well. There's a puzzle you have to complete to figure out the right. answer. And so, like, if this puzzle says mm-hmm. what does not belong there, and I was envisioning a picture of a bunch of animals that are all uh, predators that are, you know, meat eaters, but there would be one zebra. And so zebra would be what doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. You know, you got tigers and you got, you know, bears, alligators, whatever. Lions, tigers. You, you, oh my. Bears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and then the next box is just says, please take apart the puzzle and return it to the lockbox. Relock it. So obviously you want to make your mystery trail where it's not something you have to go out and reset. You want them yeah. to be able just to put everything back, relock it, and, and go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that's, and then they get to the end. And hopefully they get to the end in time. They've completed the mission and saved the world from my evil... Jalapenos. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, uh, after you've crossed out, basically, yeah, you've crossed out all of the letters and numbers that aren't part of the code. You'll have one letter number in each column, and that's it. And I'm thinking, you know, once you complete that, and let's say you complete it in the activity time period that mm-hmm. you have, you go back to the program office and you say, hey, you know, we think the code is 3L7A or whatever. And the person there is like, that's right. And they maybe give you a button that says, I completed mm-hmm. the mystery trail or something. So each of the kids gets something as a little reward, a little token. And and that could even be, I mean, depending, again, how much you want staff involved with this. This could be a there's some kind of locked chest or door or something near the program office that has a lot. Yeah, and you have the big, long I can't think what they're called right now, the cryptex things that requires a lot of codes and that they would enter that. So after they go through the whole trail, they get all these letters, they enter that in the cryptex that unlocks it, that then maybe has a, has the buttons in there or has Holy. a prize or or even a timer. They they stop a timer or something. Right, to, right. To, yeah, yeah and so, so that, then, that code... Again, you don't need staff for that if if you don't want to. Exactly, exactly. Now, there were, there were a couple things like in, in this one, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, in the Nature Center, okay... Maybe that's a building that is left open during the day. And so you can have things that are a little bit more, you know, something that's not resistant to weather outside might be put in there is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Um, A little bit more fragile. And so was the, you were talking about that one escape room where you reach in the box and you feel around. Well, you could have that in the nature center, maybe not outside, like (laughs) by a tree where snakes and bugs will get in, but So there, I, I just did an escape room, really cool one that was just done at uh, Great Oaks Camp here nearby me. A good friend of mine had made it. And part of he has a whole Bigfoot theme, but he has this box and it's all covered in fur. And you have to stick your hand in and feel for these numbers. And I'm like, I'm not sticking my hand in there. He's like, there's nothing in there. I go, I, I know how cabins work like this. He had it in a, a camp cabin. I'm like, mice get into my house. I, I'm not sticking my hand in there. Maybe <laughs> snakes or whatever. Just chilling in there. They found a new, nice, warm, cozy house. Right? That's true. <laughs> so, so I am a chicken when it comes to things like that. 
<laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah you, you'd have to put that indoors somewhere. Right. You don't want that, something like that outside. And I like those because you were saying mm-hmm. with his, it was a number that you had to, yeah. right? Yeah. And I like the idea of gluing down a figure of an animal that you kind mm-hmm. of feel. And you're like, oh, that's a that's a giraffe. And, and that leads you to maybe a picture of a giraffe that's in the nature center or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so that's kind of what they are, which I think is cool. I mean, you can really make this very needing staff or not needing staff and, and how required they are. I mean, however much you want. I, I mean, if it's me, you know how over the top I go on things. So I'll probably have some <laughs> require 45 staff just to run it. <laughs> well, and we were also talking about putting together something that's all lock boxes where you don't have a booklet even. You just mm-hmm. say, hey, uh, the this teddy Started. bear went missing you know, uh, you need to follow the clues to find it or it's being held for ransom or whatever. And so they go from one clue box to the next. As long as they're outdoor, they, they can mm-hmm. take the weather and it's easy to find boxes that can do that. And they go from one to the next to the next until the last one where there's the bear, you know, and maybe that's also inside the program area. So, yeah. yep. uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this. The biggest thing with the lock boxes is you do have to have some time that you would have to go and just make sure they were put away correctly. I know even in our escape room, we, I mean, we have a host right there watching the whole time and kids will reset combinations, uh, they'll mess with stuff. And so, and that's, you know, having a host, having a counselor, but you got 10 kiddos running around trying to figure out a puzzle. They're, they're all kind of doing their own thing. It's a little crazy. And so you would have to, if you did have lockboxes, you would still need to go and check after a group went through just to make sure it got put back correctly. We did, I mean, we learned with our escape room, we now have an extra lock for every lock that we have. So when a kid accidentally, or we have to cut off a lock or something. (laughs) Well, and I was kind of thinking, I mean, with those lockboxes, my, because I was trying to like, where do you, what would you get? What would work out here? And I, I, in the camping section, even at Walmart, you know, they have those waterproof containers mm-hmm. that you can get and they have ones that lock and that would be really easy to get and just put out. You can attach it, you know, tie it around a tree or just put it at the bottom of a tree or something somewhere along the, or attach it to a wall, right. but it's all waterproof and, and that would be an easy thing to kind of keep that stuff in. And they have all different sizes and they're not, I, I mean, the ones I was looking at were about five bucks. They weren't super okay. expensive. The bigger you get, the I mean, the more expensive they get. So it just depends on what kind of puzzles you're putting in there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. You mm-hmm. you could, if you wanted to, again, this is however you would want to make it, but you could put it together a tr- mystery trail that doesn't have any lockboxes. Yeah. Um, it's av- absolutely possible. Or that the lockboxes that you do have are all inside buildings. Mm. Um, well, and if it's just the book, too, it would be easily changeable. Or you can create multiple books. You can have multiple scenarios right. that you go through because it's you're just looking at the book and you're going through and answering clues and stuff. It doesn't require anything to be out anywhere. You just have to make sure, well, like, you oh, a, a somebody idea. stole that gnome. We got <laughs> to take that true. off. Some kid took the gnome. Or we, well, like you have, you have duplicate hat. locks, you have duplicate gnomes. Yeah. All right, that one's stolen. Put another one out. Make sure its hat is blue. So you uh, have to, like... Because <laughs> I've done that before. I've, I've had, even in my nature, so we'll have quizzes 
on certain animals. And I just went and looked at their deck because I haven't seen it for. I'm like, oh, we don't have that animal anymore. Like we oh, we got rid of it. That's so like, funny. This can't be part of my quiz. <laughs> like it's not even there. Well, there are a couple of clues on here where you have to go to a like a, a certain tree, and there's rocks in the area, maybe like bigger river rocks, and there's you know a clue under that's written in paint on it or a letter or a code. And so that would be something you have to check too. You like go around yeah. once a week and be like, okay, that rock is still there. Somebody <laughs> didn't chuck it out into the woods. Right. And uh, I mean, guest groups would let you know to like, dude, we couldn't figure out clue number three. Like there was no rock. And, oh, okay. Somebody moved it. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. I was thinking it. maybe that's depending on if you have coverage there, but if it's like a weekend group, you say, hey, if you can't find something or you need a hint, call the office and we'll yeah. do it. Or something like that would be appropriate. Yeah. There were Phone a friend. <laughs> What's that? Phone a friend. Phone a friend. That's right. <laughs> but you had a neat them. idea as far as the... The Choose Your Own Adventure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of my idea with it is um, if, you got, if you didn't have the clues, so you didn't have the program book, but you just kind of essentially went from, you know, you go to one spot on the trail... And then you go to another spot, but that you could have different, almost a choose your own adventure that then you wouldn't have to change this up often because kids can change. So like you get to a box and maybe we were talking about like, maybe the question is, um, do whatever Billy gets trapped in moldy yogurt. <laughs> do you choose to save Billy now go this way? Or if you choose to let the moldy yogurt take him, go this way, you know? <laughs> and so you'd have a whole different track, a whole different adventure from going that way. Or even we said, like, you get to this box. All right, you get to pick three weapons to take with you. Write down what your three weapons are. They have no idea what they're for, but later in the game, they face a dragon. And if they chose the sword, great, they get to defeat the dragon and move on ahead. But, but if they, they chose, chose the nerf the slingshot, gun. <laughs> yeah, or something, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go this way around the dragon and a whole different trail. And so then kids would even, I mean, I can see a lot of my camp, I would do it. Like, I want to do it again. And this time I'm going to save Billy. Or this time I'm going to bring the sword because it's a whole new adventure from right. the exact same trail, the exact same boxes. And so... Because I know that's one of my issues with my escape room right now is we are looking at redoing everything because it, it's been here for two years. Pretty much every camper is done except the new ones coming in. And it's like we need something new. we got to mix it up. Yeah. Where this is, I mean, if you have this two-zone adventure, you can keep all this stuff in its location. And you the campers choose to change the adventure each time. I mean, it would take a lot of setup that first time. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of the holy grail of escape rooms is figuring out how to create an escape room that can be played multiple times. Mm -hmm. And once somebody cracks that code, it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like that. The whole, if you, if you have the area and the, the space to do it in doing that whole choose your own adventure, mm -hmm. uh, would be a lot of fun. So basically you want to decide, you know, what kind of mystery trail you want to do and then figure out what path, you know, and, and I say, what kind of mystery trail, whether that be you want to use the booklet and have a deactivation code or uh, you want to have where there's a bunch of suspects and each clue eliminates one of those suspects until you find who is responsible for stealing the cookies out of the kitchen. Or you just want to do all, you know, no booklet and yeah. all lockboxes and that type of stuff. So just figure out, okay, this is how I want this to look. Then figure out where your path is going to be. Is it going to go around this building? Is it going to go into this building? Is it going to go on this trail? 
Uh, decide where your places are to stop. Come up with your puzzles. And then if you have a booklet, design that booklet. You, it's funny. You, you, I see you said tie in a compass course. I do have one clue where you open yes. the lockbox <laughs> and you have to use the compass in there. And oh, yeah. it, it says go 100 steps, you know, northeast. And then that's mm-hmm. where the next clue will be. So they have to kind of figure out where northeast yeah. is. I'd say we already have a compass course. And so I was just to make our compass course more exciting. I wanted to put a mystery trail along with it. And so it would just be another. I mean, right now we hand them the map. They follow the map on the compass course to go from direction to direction. But the compass course could just be the mystery trail and, and everything. Instead of a map, you get to this location. There's a box. you got to figure out that sends you in another location. Oh, that's true. And so, that's but, true. And ties in that orienteering. Do you want to talk about the coins and what getting people involved? Oh, yeah, because that's something we were, we were talking about. If you have, mm-hmm. you know, you got 10 kids and a, and a counselor doing this mystery trail. And it is hard for all the 10 kids to feel like they're part of the, the game, mm-hmm. uh, that they have any input <laughs> whatsoever. Because uh, I, I, you know, in fact, I went to a escape room uh last week or the week before and it was people I didn't know. And I'm kind of the type that is like, you know, you guys do your thing. I'm just going to stand here and, and really watch. I don't uh, assert myself into like, I'm like, get out of the way. Let me solve this or anything like that. But I feel there's a lot of kids that that do the same thing and they might just feel like I wasn't really part of the game. So we were thinking if you had coins and you gave each kid a certain amount of coins. Uh-huh. They basically, you get to a clue or you get to a box or whatever, and they use one of their coins to be the person to solve the clue or to look through the periscope or to open the, the lockbox or what have you. So okay. you, you were thinking like if you, if you have so many clues, you have that m- amount of coins. Right? Yeah. And so if you say so you have 15 clues, so you have 15 coins and then it doesn't matter what size your group is. You got five kids. Great, they each get three coins. They get to be part of it. You only have three kids. Well, they each have five coins to be right. a part of it. And and sometimes, you know, obviously it wouldn't work out even every time. The problem you would have to worry about, I keep thinking of, you got a, a shy kid that doesn't want to be, participate. He may, and I'm I'm air air quoting, lose his coins along the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not want to be a part of this. I'm going to drop these coins so I don't have to. And so... Yeah. Uh, well, even instead of coins, some kind of bracelet or something that stays on them that's easy for them not to lose. All right, turn in, turn in your bracelet, turn it something. I don't know what you'd have lanyard with clips. Some there's a lot of different options here, yeah. but something that would make it hard for them to lose too. <laughs> I just like the idea of them holding something, you know, something they can fidget with or what have you. But yeah, I I think this is a good. You're always looking for things because we do sometimes have groups that come in that, all right, what do we, you know, what do you got? What do you got? And this is just a simple, here you go. doesn't require staff. doesn't require anything. You can take this and do it. And Well, and also it's something that requires, it doesn't require a activity person during camp. And you can make it to where it doesn't require any props or it requires a bunch of props. However mm-hmm. you want to do it. So it can be very low cost or no cost yep. uh, program. Or it could be something that, hey, I've got an extra couple hundred dollars and I want to put towards this. Yeah. And and depending on how many 
books you create. I mean, if you create multiple scenarios, several, I mean, your whole camp could be going at the same time. Where with an escape room, you can only have one group going at a That's time. True. This, I mean, I got this book here. You guys are going to do the history one. You guys are going to do the gnome one. You guys are going to do the Cinderella, you know, whatever. And everybody can be going at the same time. And they may cross paths every so often, but it wouldn't, they wouldn't be doing the same puzzles. They wouldn't be doing the same things. They just may see each other walking. It would be cool if you had like maybe four groups. You have four different, basically, trails. Mm-hmm. And Tracks, they all yeah. come back to you know open a box that has four locks on it yeah and so it's like okay uh first you want to be back as soon as possible right you want to be the first one back but you're waiting for everybody to come back so you can open the box see what's in it uh so that'd be neat oh man that would be cool just a bunch of all these great actors (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because kurt asked me to like oh you need to go take pictures of your camp and i'm like yes i totally want to do this my camp is covered in snow right now. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, but I so want to get out there and make one of these. I'm so excited. It, it's going to be cool. So anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I, I think we got a lot of good good ideas now as a kind of a, even a preview to the summit, kind of what we're, we're going to have and what's available. So my question for you, the question of the week is, why should someone attend the Escape Room Summit? They they probably shouldn't. I would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with fishing and archery. That's don't do right. anything new. So my thing: escape rooms are all the rage right now, and currently, I I don't know how much longer they're going to be all the rage, but this is when you want to get into it. I mean, if you're thinking about doing escape rooms, if you're this is do it now. You wait too long, they're not. I I mean, I don't know how what they're lifespan of escape rooms are going to have it may be another 10 years it may be 20 i don't know but get in now on the ground floor when they're really popular and stuff because it's fun it's exciting it's a cool thing to add to your camp as well this is a great uh, it's camp so you don't really want to be making a ton of money i mean unless you are a for-profit camp then yeah make all the money you want but um but this is a good thing for guest groups you know you can have a group come in do the escape room and leave. And you don't have to worry about overnights. You don't have to worry about food and feeding them. This can just be a whole additional kind of um, selling point of your camp. That You can just do the escape room. You can you know, to do it and leave just like a normal escape room would be and not have to worry about the rest of the programming for the camp. So it's a blast. I That's why I say get in on the summit so you can figure out how to do these, how to create these and be a part of all this while it's super popular right now. And I would say that <clears throat> the summit is going to give you a lot of ideas other than just creating a, a low yep. cost escape room. Yes, kind of the main part and what kind of uh-huh. kicked off everything um, was my book on low cost escape room and how to set that up anywhere at camp. But with the summit, we're going to be talking about mystery trails, right? We can go uh-huh. more in depth with that. We're going to be talking about how you can. Uh, do a 15-minute pop-up escape room, right? You don't want to do maybe the 45-minute, 60-minute. How about just a 15-minute game? You get a 10 by 10 tent, set it up anywhere you want, you know? Or maybe you have a room that you can set up a semi-permanent escape room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Drake is going to be talking about that because he's put together a few that are really good. He had outside groups come in, do the escape room, and pay just like a commercial escape room. And really, it's going to be the closest to a uh, commercial escape room that you can get, um, and he'll be mm-hmm. talking about that. Maybe you just want to do races, puzzle races, where a couple yep. of teams, they 
solve puzzles and it's, it's a race. Um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of puzzle ideas you can use in any of these scenarios. Chris, you're going to be talking about your portable oh. escape rooms that you could take to schools and you could take to fairs and yep. whatever you want. And there's so many cool little puzzles that he's got uh, in his two portable games that he's going to show. And then the last thing is to do a tabletop. Maybe you have all your groups come into the dining hall. Each of them gets around their table and they have a box that has kind of their escape room game in there. And so they're all kind of competing against each other doing tabletop escape room style games. So it's going to be awesome. I'm in it and I'm excited about it. I can't (laughs) wait to see all the cool stuff. So, so yeah, how, definitely. How do they uh, get there? What, what's the best way for them to the, get to the summit? The easiest thing up? is just to go to scamp-life.com. And scamp is summer camp, short for summer camp. So scamp-life.com. And from there, you could just press on the, uh, or click on the summit button that says camp. Escape Room Puzzle Games Online Summit. And that'll lead you to the registration page. I think that's it. March 18th to 19th. March 18th to 19th. Coming up. And it's all access, too. You'll have these videos, uh, presentations. You're going to have them forever. So if you want to have your program director um, or an activity leader watch one or all of the videos during the summer or next year or the year after that, you'll have that. And we're going to have bonus materials. I'm going to, like the mystery trail template, Mm. I'm going to be giving out. uh, And... I have a whole PDF for mine, just how to build it all and where to buy the stuff. Yeah. And then we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A yeah. at the end. So if you have any questions, you can ask us then. Oh, no, it's going to be awesome. Anything awesome. else? No, that's it. Cool. From around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.